listening to Psychology NCERT Class 11th and 12th with Dr. Kavita Bhargav. Greetings of the day. We started the podcast in April and till date we have 5,812 downloads. Thank you my dear audience for being there and listening to me also for all the feedbacks that I keep receiving. In this episode, I'm going to talk about developing psychological skills. That's chapter 9 from class 12th. Although this chapter has been eliminated from the present batch onwards, but I feel others, all those who are counselors and psychologists listening to me, you need to know this chapter. So I'm just recording it for all of you. In this episode, we'll be discussing the key ideas like essential skills for professional psychologists, competencies for effective psychologists, human communication, psychological testing skills, interviewing skills, counseling skills, myths about counseling, qualities of an effective counselor and ethics in counseling as given by APA. So I'm just going to run through the complete chapter in one episode. So let's start with essential skills for professional psychologists as given by APA. A professional psychologist needs to have three key essential skills. The first is assessment of individual differences. Second, behavioral modification skills. And lastly, counseling and guidance. So a psychologist makes use of all the three. While competencies that an effective psychologist need to have are general skills, observational skills and specific skills. If you look at the essential skills of professional psychologists as given by APA, then the assessment of individual differences is done by various tests, the rating scales and some tests that I've been talking about in the previous chapters. Behavioral modification skills, we utilize chapter 5 into understanding how we can modify the behavior. Counseling and guidance, of course, in chapter 5 and in this one. The general skills that a psychologist need to have are personal and intellectual skills. Under this, we cover interpersonal skills. How does a psychologist interact with people? How much is his impact onto the other person? The cognitive skills, problem solving, reasoning and so on and so forth. Affective skills, what are the feelings? Is, is he having empathy or not? Personality or attitude is the next. Expressive skills reflective skills and personal skills. All these are key skills that are required as the general skills in a psychologist for an effective session. Observational skills covers awareness of emotions, motivation and reactions, questions for observation, optimistic curiosity, recording whatever the client said in the right manner, ethical, respect privacy and maintains confidentiality. The advantages of the general skills and the behavioral modification and stuff is behavior needs to be observed and to be studied in a natural setting. It can be taught and trained as well. Disadvantages, observer bias is there in the observational skills. 
daily activities can go unnoticed and effect of observer's presence also manipulates the way others behave so the, there are advantages as well as disadvantages of the observational skills which i just mentioned what are the methods of observation there can be two methods one is naturalistic observation the other is participant observation in naturalistic observation the subject is studied in his natural environment like in his home in his workplace or while recreation activities the observer will be around while in participant observation the observer will not only observe the person but will also be a participant in the complete situation like if i am organizational psychologist for example and i need to study the workplace attitudes and behaviors then i can actually place my confidant into the workplace itself this person will hide his identity and then observe whatever is going around and who is doing what so even that can be done the specific skills that a psychologist need to have are communication skills psychological testing skills interviewing skills and counseling skills the communication skills involves three things speaking active listening body language or non verbal skills while counseling skills include empathy positive regard and authenticity these are three important things which are mostly required by a counselor now let's understand human communication it has an element of selective communication we do not interact with almost everyone but if we are talking to the client then the communication whatever we are talking needs to be selectively picked up how does that happen the communication happens through the process of encoding we use a channel to transfer whatever we have to say and then the receiver has a decoding towards his end so if i am a speaker if i am your podcaster then i am having certain ideas in my mind which using the power of words i am encoding them through this channel of podcast recording and then publishing it getting it edited i am channelizing it and once you download it once you listen to my podcast whatever i have said you will be decoding the language back into the thoughts in the mind so that's happening at your end speech versus communication so speech is when one person is talking the other is just listening so just like you know we have one person onto the stage the others are the listeners so that's a speech communication is when you listen to my podcast and revert back your feed forwards to me how was the podcast episode or what all can i do to add on stuff that would make it a proper communication or if you join in my facebook group or the instagram post and you follow and then speak up that's communication so communication happens between two people one is the sender the other is the receiver and this receiver also becomes a sender at one point of time and gives back the feedback loop happens like this it involves a communication involves speaking listening and body language speaking happens through use of symbols with meaning attached to it that forms the context of the environment or whatever i am saying the content and interpretation at the same level so if i have to explain the same thing to a child of 2 3 years old i would use a different set of examples as compared to the examples that i am using for my adult audience that context needs to be same and the interpretation would happen in the same level if i'm using the right skill set to speak right symbols to speak listening 
Now listening involves reception of whatever I am saying, attention of the receiver. Suppose I am talking something and your attention is somewhere else. It is diverted. You won't be able to receive whatever I have to say. Paraphrasing, a psychologist or a counselor uses paraphrasing to sum up whatever the client has been saying. So if a client is sitting in front of me, I am receiving whatever he is saying. I am paying complete attention to this person, noting down the important points into my letterhead. And then I am summarizing in my own language. Okay, so this is what you mean. That's paraphrasing. His words in a short paraphrase, in a short, you can say, my own language, two, three lines summing up is called paraphrasing. And then there is a role of culture in listening. Suppose there is... um. One culture in which looking into the eyes is shown as respect in the other culture, this is called uh, disrespect. So, we have to maintain those also. Body language needs to be congruent with whatever we are speaking. If our verbal communication doesn't match our non-verbal communication, that is the body language, then the message that we want to communicate doesn't reach the audience properly. Communication has certain characteristics like it is dynamic in nature, it is a continuous process, irreversible process. You can't reverse whatever you have said and it has to be interactive in nature. The levels of communication are intrapersonal where one person communicates with himself or herself. That's generally what we call it as self-talk. The interpersonal communication is that something that happens between two people or two or more people. Public communication is when one speaker is there and there is a complete set of audience. That's public communication. Psychological testing skills now. So, psychological assessment is required for proper evaluation and problem solving as well. So, there are various tests that measure the individual differences like general intelligence, aptitude, educational achievement test, personality, self-concepts, etc. All these can be actually measured which is done by standardized tests which are having objectivity, scientific orientation and standardized interpretation. So, each test has a manual behind it. That manual carries the norms. What are the raw scores? How do you convert it into standard scores or the STEN scores? And each STEN score, what is the interpretation of that? So, these tests have all these things with them. So, a good psychologist or a good counselor needs to have psychological testing skills as well. The next is interviewing skills. When you meet a person, when you have an interview with a person or you interact. So, I, I often call it to my mentees as the first case receiving session. When you are actually building a rapport with the other person, there has to be a purposeful communication or conversation in a question and answer format. What question has to be asked, when it has to be asked and how would you ask it? That needs to be learned thoroughly. It is more formal and has a preset purpose to it which is a focused structure. The interview format goes like in three steps. The first is the opening of the interview where a rapport is built between the client and the therapist or the psychologist or the counselor. Establishment of goals happens then. Okay, the rapport is built. You understand this is the problem. It is coming from here. And now you sum up, you paraphrase and say, okay, is this your issue? What would you like to deal with first? That establishes the goals of the further course of action or further therapies or counseling sessions. That's generally a time where the client and the counselor needs to get comfortable with each other. So, it's not like, you know, you're going and, you know, having the interview with the panelist or uh, for your job interview. No, it's not like that. This interview is between the counselor and the client to build a good rapport with each other. The second is the body of the interview. Here, the schedule, domain, categories, all are decided how they would be going about. Okay, so initial is rapport. 
the second is whatever the counselor needs to ask the schedule of it in which domain or in which categories will he be asking all those questions and then finally is the closing of the interview which is summarizing and doubt clarifications this means finally this is what we have understood from this session and now the summary is this and this has been decided as the goal of the interview whatever doubt and clarifications are there that is sorted out here if there is any confusion within the client if for example the counselor say that you would be requiring these many sessions if the client has a query okay so how long will be each session or Uh, would we be starting with uh, working upon uh, the attitude first or my relationship issues first all that is the closing of the interview counseling skills is the next key idea the features or elements of this is the counselor responds to feelings thoughts and actions of the client acceptance and non-judgmental attitude of the counselor is required here which is most important if you are not non-judgmental then the person will not open up and share or you won't be able to make complete trust with this person be very clear about the confidentiality situation his issues will not be leaked to others only to your team if and when required voluntary disclosure which means you won't be using coercion or punishment for the disclosure part so if the client wills it only then he can disclose and you would be available there to listen to him awareness and sensitivity are you emotionally sensitive are you uh, understanding what is the client feeling are you emotionally intelligent that needs to be taken care of here now there are certain myths to counseling myths are counseling is not just about giving information to the other person it is not about giving the advice either it's not about selection and placement of jobs and definitely it's not same as interviewing It's not about influencing attitudes, beliefs or behaviors by persuading, admonishing or threatening the other person. The general population often carries all these myths about counseling. In our country India almost everyone is a counselor. They say who would know it better than me? I am much experienced. I am into you know I I have a number of uncles who say that we are into automobile or we are into sales and marketing. we know human behavior well and we know how to counsel a person hello it's not about giving advice it's a non directive method you have to listen to the other person and build the insights so that the other person can take charge of his or her life it's not about you do this you do that and go go with this person and listen to the other person no we don't do all this so be clear about what is counseling and what it is not the qualities of an effective counselor now a certain level of authenticity is required and this can come only when the counselor is having self awareness plus positive regard for others when we are having positive regard for others it gives us the freedom of expressions use i messages say i feel this or in my opinion the solution could be this do not say okay you you should have done this or this is not how you respond no come back to i messages respond with clarity do not confuse your client use selection of simpler words be clear about what you're expecting how you're expecting how would the sessions go about and how would be the situation in what duration will be the sessions are you finding it um, manageable enough this case whatever has come to you if not then tell them ki i i'm not trained enough in managing this situation so i'm referring you to my senior and then give the referrals 
give freedom to the client do not interrupt if you are a counselor the freedom needs to be with the client if he wants to talk then you need to listen let him talk and you listen don't interrupt but then gently guide the session with the right skill set that you may have do not assume or conclude or jump to any assumptions or come conclusions express in context of the communication whatever the client is saying build upon that do not have your own conclusions and then this may also you know if the client is not prepared to hear whatever you are saying this may also have a mistrust in the client and you may lose a client do not label pagal ho aise logon ko to jail ke piche hona chahiye and stuff no labeling also okay even if the client is talking about his mother and you say let her bark no you are labeling the mother as a bitch avoid doing that no labeling is required here have empathy are you able to get into the shoes of the person and then see where the shoe pinches or are you simply observing the client through his words and then going ahead with it have a level of empathy inside of you paraphrasing is another important skill that develops the trust between the client and the counselor the counselor listens to the client and paraphrases it in his own language summing up in your own language that shows that the client now understands that you are actually listening to him or her you are not not just um, doing your some other stuff by noting down whatever you are so it builds trust into the client also now as per apa there are ethics in counseling ethics are knowledge of professional codes standards guides rules regulations etc an efficient counselor needs to have this knowledge what are you supposed to do what are you not supposed to do what are the standards of the basics right from the way you are receiving the case till the time you are proceeding towards the treatment of the client and how you are terminating so there are certain codes ethics guidelines rules and regulation that needs to be followed strictly you cannot be a friend to your client you can be friendly but you can't go out with him in parties or to his receptions recognize and analyze ethical and legal issues if there is someone who is ask coming and asking you know if there is a wife who comes and ask about the session of um, her husband you can't disclose it to her unless the husband gives you the permission be very clear about this even between the professionals this often happens so recently one of my colleagues ex colleagues she referred a client to me and now we moved ahead with the roshak ink blot test and stuff after few days she asked me what is going on with this client which i referred of course she referred it because that client was the wife of one of her uh, you can say colleagues but then she asked me what happened with the report i said I, that report is given now the next question she asked me is okay so how has the situation come up is it because of her family sorry i'm not going to disclose this to you so i told her the test is done by other counselor psychologist of mine and definitely which is a truth and i do not know where and how it has come up but yes between professionals also be very clear about your boundaries even if you have referred someone you have no rights to know where exactly is the problem of the person coming from unless the other person agrees for sharing it with this person okay recognize and understand ethical dimensions features seek appropriate information and then only consult appropriate professional assertiveness should be there so you know um in my initial years i had the office in my home and even if bhargavs used to come from the same community which i am into my parents would look up and then ask okay that person has come up what is his issue sorry 
I'm not going to say. So I used to even lock uh, my register of case receiving into my drawer. The key remained with me. I won't let you open up. Be assertive enough. It's not your duty to tell your known people what is the issue of the other person. No. Be very clear about it. Professionally say to the uh, people involved, sorry, that's against our ethics. And that's fine. Absolutely fine. Be assertive enough. So, with this, we finish um, chapter 9 as well. So, I'm not going to revise it because it's already a smaller one. So, you can listen to it again if you wish to. But then, yes, what we discussed in this episode is essential skills for professional psychologists, competencies for effective psychologists, human communication, psychological testing skills, interviewing skills, counseling skills, myths about counseling, qualities of an effective counselor, and lastly, ethics in counseling as given by APM. So if you like this episode and other episodes, remember to follow this podcast and uh, keep checking. I have recorded a number of episodes now. They'll be releasing soon. Follow me in the Facebook group. The link for the group is in the description of this episode. Also follow me on Instagram and please, please, please share your feed forwards to me. This is your trainer, Dr. Kavita Bhargav signing off. Stay safe, stay inside. Happy learning, happy healing. Sayonara.